All right, everybody, welcome back to Late Arrivals. This is episode six. We are, uh, we got a full crew tonight. We got everybody. We got Lewis, we got Chris, and uh, returning to us from a vacation and a stint recovering from vacation is Connor. <laughs> we have good Connor to, uh, back. Good to be back. Yeah. Uh, the Greeks, the Greeks defeated me. <laughs> I, had, I had to recover for a week and then and then last week had a little personal thing come up but yeah we're back it's good to be back talking with all of you and you know blessing all of you with our individual uh our individual voices and our individual takes on things you haven't been on since what episode like two uh episode three was the last three, one I, was on, I so. think three yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. well sticking in your eardrums <laughs> well last week i asked you guys a music related question but i i figured i'd tell a story to start the uh the podcast this week um so this last week was uh my last week at at the rinks you know many of you know that i have in the past year learned to drive the zamboni and be in charge of stuff like that which is fun when it's trying it's hardest to not kill you you know um, fun times, but, uh, Friday night was one of my last shifts and we had this dad that was sitting watching his, uh, his kids skate around at stick time. And, uh, he got hit in the head with a puck and not anything bad because, you know, sometimes pucks go up in the netting and what had happened was the puck had gone up, sat in the netting, and then another puck hit the net and just kind of dropped it on him. So this dude kind of comes over and is like barking that he got he's like pointing at the snack bar he's pointing through the window like towards the snack bar and we're kind of like like we all look at him there's probably like four or five of us sitting in the office and we're just kind of like watching him and he like pops his head back around he like points again he like he's doing this and we're like (laughs) okay so one of the kids gets up and walks into the snack bar and he goes yeah i got hit in the fucking head we're like Kind of sitting there like, yeah, we, we heard you the first time. <laughs> and I guess the kid that got up to go get him ice uh, was kind of smirking a little bit. Because admittedly, a lot of us thought he was just kind of like hamming it up and just being like, you know, dramatic for no reason. But he he was actually like pissed off. And so we're all kind of just sitting there and kid, I guess, walked away and he was like, are you smiling? He was like, have you ever been sued before? He goes, because that's what's going to happen. You know, you got to take this seriously. And we're just all kind of like standing there like, okay, dude, like what what the fuck? So he gets his ice. He goes and he sits back down and it's kind of pouting, sitting on the, the small little stool, watching the rest of stick time. And so we're, we're on like 15 minute intervals when you're doing cuts and stuff in between sessions. So I get up like 10, 15, like five, 10 minutes before. And I go make sure the Zam's filled, cleaned out, like ready to go. So I'm not having to waste more time in that little time frame I have. And mm-hmm. I guess when I got up, I didn't even look at the dude. I just walked right past him. But one of the guys that was coming with me to like push the nets off the ice, like kind of briefly made eye contact with the dude. And he turned around and was like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> and so we get over to the like the the zam doors and everything and he's like it's like yeah that guy was like ready to fight me he's like i hope he knows that like i'm only like 19 
he was like, I could beat his ass. He was like, I'm definitely bigger than he is. He's like, but what the fuck? And so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he's fucking around too. But he's like, no, the guy legitimately was trying to fight me for some reason. <laughs> and so, you know, the thought starts like rolling in my head of, okay, I'm going to either have to go talk to this guy because yeah, he can't be threatening our staff. Yeah. Like that, that's just, that's wrong regardless like shouldn't be happening but i'm i'm sitting there and i'm like okay and you know you start running the scenarios through your head of like okay what if this guy says something that like he starts coming after me now and so i'm thinking these things and he leaves so he like completely leaves um turns out he didn't pay for the session one so <laughs> hopefully they hounded him for the money he owes uh but like my whole thing was this dude's like all tatted out, you know, wearing the tight shirt so he can show off the little muscle he had. And I was just sitting there like, you got bonked in the head by a fucking puck. Like, yeah, it's not the most comfortable thing that can happen to you. Like pucks are hard, but <laughs> the dude was acting like he got shot. And it was just kind of like, we're sitting there and I'm just like, what was this guy's whole end game? Like, did he want to fight a bunch of teenagers? Maybe. And and like me, like I, I guess that I guess that seemed like a good thing to do on a Friday night for him. <laughs> like the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, like this guy can come back in it like any second. I guess he did while I was driving the Zam. He came in and asked who the fuck ran the rink. Um, Jesus. All you know, angrily at the poor girl working the snack bar. Like the whole time, you know, you think of those like missed opportunities of things you can like say in a situation like that. And you guys know me, I'm not very confrontational. I keep to mm -hmm. myself and mm -hmm. as much as I talk shit online, you know, I don't like doing that in person because then there's real life consequences. Yeah. But like the whole time I was sitting there like, damn, you know, I could have said, you know, if it came up to me, I could have said something. I, and the one thought that came through my mind was when he asked like, oh, have you guys ever been sued? I wanted to so pipe up and just be like yeah try me bitch i know the law i watch better call saul all the time and like i don't know why that's what stuck with me through all of that but like by the end of the night i was just really sitting there thinking like damn i really missed my opportunity like i could have just totally like thrown this guy off but Easily. alas that opportunity didn't didn't uh didn't present itself but you know just another example of how great hockey parents are yeah hey, you, you took the high road that's all that matters i still thought everyone was fucking around i'm like i know, <laughs> know i'm not here for much longer but fuck you know tell me tell me when i'm being punked <laughs> i don't want to have to fight this grown man that's had fucking six space dusts in the 45 minutes he's been here jesus anyways no you know time for that yeah <laughs> well over over the last week, Pat Verbeek woke up from his slumber, and he the obviously monster has... finally kicked in. <laughs> the monster kicked in, wait. and he proved that he listens to our podcast. Yeah. Right there. Wait. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit further down. <laughs> there it's, when it's all like, it's the other way. But he lands one of the big fish in free agency and signs John Klingberg to a one-year, $7 million contract. Hell yeah. And this time I was awake for this one, so I got to see. I, I didn't feel like I was hallucinating. Oh, because you were asleep when uh, when the Kachuk trade happened, right? Yeah. 
and I felt like I was going crazy or is... having a fever dream. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you guys feel? I mean, I know I was sitting on the couch and I saw the <laughs> notification and didn't believe it at first. I kind of thought the weeks might have had a little typo in there, clicked the wrong at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I missed it, like the beginning of it. I think I think I found out through the group chat, I'm pretty sure. But I'm I was pumped. Like that's awesome. I've been wanting him on the team since I would say at least four years, probably, because I wanted him to play with Lindholm for the longest time. But yeah, I'm excited to see what he can, what he can do for us, and if anything, he becomes a nice trade piece at the deadline. Mm-hmm. I think it's good though. I like it. Yeah, no, same. I mean, I, I was kind of fortunate enough. I was like scrolling Twitter when, um, when the uh, when the Kevin Weeks tweet came through, and. So I saw it like all happen in real time and it was, oh, nice. but yeah, I mean, I mean, it was honestly, it was hard to believe at first. Cause like, you know, like we're in, you know, the late arrivals discord, we're all in the crash the pond discord as well. And, you know, and, you know, like we're joking, like all off season, we're like, Oh, they're going to sign Klingberg. Oh, they're going to sign Kadri. Oh, they're yeah. going you know, to sign, you know, Oh, we're getting, we're getting Kachuk, whatever. And we're just joking around. And then you see it happen and you're like, Oh fuck, this like actually happened. You're like, wait, this feels yeah. illegal. This wasn't supposed yeah. to go this smoothly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just like it's 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 so nice to have a GM that is willing to make moves after you know having however many years it was of Bob Murray. I mean, I'm mean, not saying Bob Murray didn't do anything, but I mean I mean I think I don't remember who brought it up on Twitter, but I mean I'd say this is our biggest player accusation since Kessler. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much agree with that. I think I said accusation. I meant acquisition. Yeah, <laughs> as I say, I hope he's already not. He's not yeah, already well, in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, no, he seems like a good guy. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I mean, and what's so great about this deal? I'm, I mean, if you guys saw my tweets on Twitter about it, I mean, I mean, I think I think it's an A plus deal. I, I, I don't see a situation where the Ducks come out as losers in any outcome of this deal. And I think, and I kind of laid it out um, on the timeline too. I think there's three outcomes to the John Klingberg deal and two of them are wins. And one of them is just like a non-point. We're either totally out of the playoff picture come the trade deadline and we couldn't. And I think he would instantly become the biggest ticket defenseman target on the trade market for contenders at that time so mm-hmm. you can ship them off for a good pick you know ship them off for a first and a prospect great you come out on top there we're just adding you know continuing to stockpile what you know what pat for has already done the second option if he walks um you know season goes through we keep him and he just walks at the end of the year you know the ducks are really no worse for wear you know we're just we're just kind of right back yeah where we were you know we you know we knew we were gonna have to spend and pay some big money this year to get over the cap floor and so we knew we were gonna have to you know trade for some bad contracts or sign you know some big money deals of our own and we did just that it fulfilled a need if Klingberg walks then we're good I mean we're really just kind of back to where we started but the other option is if he's a great fit and he wants to stay you now get to kind of be the first team to kind of engage with him before going into next off season, talking about an extension. Yeah. And, 
if he's a fit, he's willing to take it maybe a little bit more team friendly of a deal, or maybe he just plays out of his mind and he's earned that big money. And that's something that Pat Verbeek is willing to do next, next season. You know, that's a, that's a talented veteran presence to add to a young team who's, who, you know, pro- I mean, probably not this next year, but maybe the year after, you know, really start pushing for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it's just another sign that he's at least sticking to his guns. Like, Pat Verbeek came into the offseason when he got hired on. He kind of came in and said, you know, I have a number of things I need to do. I have a number of plans to to weigh. And that all kind of, I think, shook out a certain way after the deadline, you know, getting what we did for Lynn Holm, Raquel Manson, and all them. But he's sticking true to his guns of, okay, like I, I need to go and do this. He's not just like, ah, oh, yeah, that slipped through my fingers. Uh, we'll get mm-hmm. him next time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no Chris Kelly, but <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. I guess we can get a player. That's good. Jesus. I forgot like, and Chris it's just, Kelly. and, and, and okay. Even if we only have him for 50, 60 games, whatever, it's a fun signing. Like this is going to be mm-hmm. fun hockey that the ducks are going to be playing it's probably going to be pretty high scoring probably a lot of pucks in the back of the net but all gas no breaks you know (laughs) next season is not make or break when it comes to getting to the postseason by any means so let's just go out and have fun it'll be enjoyable you know him you know Klingberg Fowler Drysdale are just going to go skate circles around people in the neutral zone it's going to be it's going to be zone exit and entry heaven no defense is going to be played. Oh, it's going to be exciting. And then we gonna lose 8-6. It's, yes, it's going to be fun. It's going to be the most fun 7-6 to six losses we've ever been a part of. Exactly. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Just play good hockey. Let Zegris and, you know, McTavish and, you know, Zellweger, if he sticks around, you know, just let let the young kids get more experience, have fun while doing it. And then next year when everybody's a little more rip-roaring, ready to go, then we can start pushing for it. I'm sure John Gibson just loves the sound of that. <laughs> We're gonna, the team's just gonna run him out of California. We don't have to worry about him wanting, like, yeah. you know, we don't have to worry about trading him. He's just gonna be like, I'm out. Yeah. He'll just pick one, a team and leave. The, one uh, day he's just gonna be Gibson. in a locker room somewhere, just sitting in the little like laundry cart. I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm staying. Yeah, the Gibby. Uh... <laughs> it's like South Park. I'm stuck in the closet. <laughs> come out of the closet john (laughs) i just feel like we're gonna get one of those pictures that like pete blackburn or uh dom posts every now and again uh or no not dom uh dimitri filipovich um where it's just you know like your typical uh the beautiful game pitcher and it's gonna be like all of the the defensemen at the hash marks and like no (laughs) one back on the blue line and it's just one of those pictures it's like a it's like a four on oh opportunity in front of john gibson (laughs) (laughs) klingberg's like klingberg's like in the net like on the other side (laughs) rysdale sleeping on top of the net the gibby uh the gibby taser memes i think might be uh might be out in full force next year we should sell some Official later, official later. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we got beer ducks and inflatable, <laughs> inflatable duck drink coolers and tasers. Yes. No t-shirts yet. We got that priorities. Seems like, that seems like a good like cookout experience. <laughs> that should just be our thing. Just like really niche merchandise. <laughs> T- 
taser jousting in the beer duck. You're going to be a Klingon section next year? Hyper-specific, hyper-specific merchandise. (laughs) What was that? Our our merchandise goal is basically everything is a white elephant gift. (laughs) Is it a... We're gonna have a Klingon section next year. Oh my Klingon. god! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I think taser jousting might be a hip new concept. <laughs> Revitalize the jousting community a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. we gotta. We'll get a hold of ESPN for that one when they do the Ocho. Yeah. The Ocho. Yeah. Just tell them, hey, we got this million dollar idea. Just oh, that should be next week. The Ocho. The Ocho. Yeah, I was gonna this. say it's coming up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. August eighth, right? Eight, eight, yep, seven. and that's when the ducks are doing their uh, promotions. Oh, oh yeah. You mean when we find out that Zegris is a uh, number eighty-eight, and <laughs> we all collectively oh, have to go change our pants? Oh, my God. If that happens, yeah. I'll, I'll have to sleep it off for at least <laughs> six hours. Yeah, holy shit! Like, if you guys didn't see that, like, you know, and and this is for the people who are listening. Like, we all know, but you know. I think this entire offseason, we've just been speculating that Zegers was going to go with number 11 or number 13 because he, had, I think he was on spit and chicklets. And he even said, he's like, yeah, like when I switch, it's going to be between 11 and 13. Mm-hmm. And then it came out, and then it came out last week that, that uh, Simone Benoit was switching into number 13. So we were all like, oh, okay, well, Zegers must have just decided on 11. Yeah. And then Eric Stevens put out a little like athletic, like, I don't know what you call those athletic messages. They're like, tweets within the athletic or something it's just, yeah. it's just a tweet yeah yeah or a tweet or something it's a paid tweet yeah <laughs> yeah and he said and he said from what he's from what he understands zegris is still picking between four different numbers so that's 11 13's off the books nobody knows mm-hmm. what the other three can be so hold off on going to get your <laughs> your zegris 11 jerseys until, until and we all just assumed I, yeah we all assumed yeah, I mean, 88 was part of it but yeah I mean, I'd imagine they'll be. I mean, I mean, training camp on the horizon. I'm, I'd imagine they're going to announce it within the next two weeks, especially if the promo's coming out too. Yeah, maybe they'll sneak it in the promo schedule. Yeah, somehow. Maybe, yeah maybe it'll be a video. Yeah, mm-hmm. Didn't Eric Stevens like say that they're going to do like a special announcement for it? Yeah, him and Drysdale, I think. Yeah, he kind he kind of like slightly hinted at it. He's like, "Oh, don't be surprised if you see, yeah. you know, if you see this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be be yeah, I think Drysdale takes six. Yeah. Zegris just comes out the complete troll and just takes like number one. <laughs> <laughs> number 98, like just 98. Right there yeah. 98. <laughs> They're just going to be handing out Mountain Dews and Sour Patch Kids to everybody <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> These are at the. These are at the request of Jamie. Just everybody take one. <laughs> make him feel bad, please. It's <laughs> in an emotional state right now. Just, 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 just take it. Take the sugar. <laughs> this we're all excited, and Zegers comes out with like double zeros. <laughs> they should do like they should double have zeros. him. They should have him like drive on an ATV through the double doors at Great Park, <laughs> just like stone cold it. Just like have him break through a pane of glass yeah. just with the jersey on. God, I'm envisioning like I'm, en- I'm envisioning like the media video they have him do like they have him go on like a scavenger hunt like throughout all of Orange <laughs> county like going to dip, like he goes to the spectrum he goes to like newport pier mm-hmm. and then he finds it in the honda center and it's like it's somebody random like just gets off like handing him the jersey or something <laughs> it's just one of the ushers standing outside of one of the 
<laughs> Honda Civics outside. Just, yeah. Here you go, bud. They said it's done. <laughs> they already filmed it and like Milano's in it, so they got to blur them out. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> well, next up, you know, we've been missing our, our draft enthusiast, Mr. Connor here. Draft so we're going to give him some time to give his thoughts on uh, all the draft picks from the like well, first maybe day and a half yeah not, not all of them because yeah there's there's I, some yeah. there's some names in there certainly yeah, some names like, and some people <laughs> gotta be honest once we get to ben king in the fifth round i got nothing for you guys so <laughs> we're in the, in the fourth <laughs> round so we'll talk god we'll talk a little bit about the first you know the first four picks we made in the first two rounds so i mean i mean i, I mean obviously you know starting off with uh with number 10 with Pavel Minchikov, I mean, I mean that if we were, if we were for sure going to go defenseman at 10, you know, I, I think everybody was pretty much in agreement that it was going to be either Kevin Korchinski or Pavel Minchikov. And then, mm-hmm. and then after the Blackhawks trade when Kevin, when Kevin Korchinski got taken at seven, that was a huge shock. Cause I think what everybody was anticipating, or at least what, what reports had come out leading up to the draft was that, the Ducks had a lot of scouts at the final Seattle Thunderbird game. So everyone was speculating, oh, it was going to be Korchinski. It was going to be Korchinski. So you wonder, with Korchinski going three spots ahead of the Ducks, if it actually was going to be Korchinski, if they actually were that high on him. And mm-hmm. then Mitch Cobb was going to be plan B. Regardless, Korchinski goes at 10. Ducks take Pavel Minchikov, or uh, No, I'm sorry. Korchinski goes at 7. Ducks take Pavel Minchikov at 10. And, and I just... I fucking love the pick. The kid's the kid is just such a baller. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's kind of fitting in this theme that of defenseman that Martin Madden likes to take in the first round, you know, or in the first and second round, you know, offensive minded, fun, great skaters, willingness to activate. And God, I just I just I love the transition this team is starting to make in terms of players they're drafting. He he, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. He's just such a dynamic player to have on the blue line, you know, and it's not like he's the cell wire type where, you know, you have, you, you kind of maybe have a size question, you know, he's still, he still provides a good frame, you know, he's six one, um, you know, and he's still obviously still 18, you know, he could, he could maybe get up to six, two, six, three, and he's, and, he, and, and he's not light, you know, by any means he's about two five, two ten. you know, could add a little bit more weight there. Um, a little bit more weight there. Certainly, you know, he, it kind of the same concerns defensively as Korchinski, although although I think he's a way more defensively sound um, defenseman than Korchinski. But I mean, I the thing with Minchkov is is that, is that he has all of the raw tools in his arsenal already to where that develop that development on the other side of the puck is probably not going to be that much of a problem for him. I think I think you know he's got he's got he's got a package and he's got the athleticism in him already where, you know, all those necessary changes should, should come very easily. So I, I love the pick. I know when, when me and Lou and our friend Ryan were at Brewery X watching, you know, we were all, we were all pretty stoked about it. So yeah. And I, I, I'm super excited and Hey, a fucking Russian. How exciting is that? How about that? A Russian. Like, yeah. Holy Did fuck. you see who his favorite player was or is? I may have missed that. Who is it? Sergachev. Oh, interesting. And uh, Verbeek said that he can see similarities. 
I like that. If the Ducks can I get Mikhail, if the Ducks can get a Mikhail Sergachev at 18, <laughs> I am I am on board. Shout out Constantine for uh, letting him skate at KHS during the yeah. pandemic because <laughs> apparently that I mean, it wasn't so much a selling point, but mm. I remember seeing his interview and him saying that being familiar with the area already is going to help him transition over because it's a friendly face and, mm-hmm. you know, an otherwise completely <laughs> different world. I mean, he played juniors with Saginaw, so it's not like he's not used to North America by any means, mm-hmm. but Southern California is definitely a lot different than Saginaw. So like <laughs> it, you know, if you could have friends nearby, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And I think that's, I mean, a testament to, you know, just how weird the world's been since COVID. Yep. Like he skated a couple times at KHS just to stay in shape. And, mm-hmm. you know, here we are two years later, pretty much. And he's getting drafted by the team that's right down the street. Like mm-hmm. that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, and, and, and it's, just, it's just such a great story. Almost, you know, almost kind of written in the stars, you know, I know, I know the KHS thing, um, you know, didn't really come out until after the Ducks drafted them, but it's just, it's just such a cool story. And then, yeah, you know, as Jake brought up, you know, the familiarity with North America and yes, he's a Russian player, but Minchikov specifically did not have, you know, some of the main concerns or some of the other red flags that we saw with the other Russian prospects that were taken in this draft. You know, I, from what I understand, I think he came over, um to North America to play for Saginaw in the summer of 2020 and then as we know that entire CHL season didn't happen but yeah you know as as Jay kind of alluded to he and from what I understand he hasn't been back to Russia since 2020 he's been here oh, the really? entire time and and the big the big key and why n- nobody's worrying worrying about him going over to Russia and potentially not being able to come back he was reported and confirmed to be staying in North America during the summer as well. So that's cool. I don't think we're going to have any worries there. I think, I think he wants to be in North America. I think, I think this is where he wants to be. I think, I think it's a bit different situation than, you know, what you kind of maybe see from some of the Russian guys, which was understandably, you know, definitely something that Bob Murray was afraid of and why he kind of steered away from Russian players in the past, but it's nice. It's refreshing. You know, this, this, this ducks, Russian pipeline can get started. <laughs> and it's, it's it's just exciting. I love we it. Just, what did uh, what did you guys think of the pick? We just need him to convince Gallimov to come over. And be like, hey, uh, it's not so bad over here. <laughs> that's, the, that's the next step. I like the pick. Um, and I saw that he had sixty two points last season, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's the OHL. I mean, you can't yeah. really take you know junior leagues are pretty high scoring anyway. Yeah. But I think. He was either top three or top five in points, um, and in points amongst defensemen in the entire CHL, and he was playing for like the fifth worst team in the, the fifth worst team CHL. in the OHL. Yeah, Saginaw <laughs> was not good, and he was still able to, still able to absolutely just knock it out of the park in terms of points production, and he just has all all the offensive tools there. He's got the dynamic skating. He's a great smart passer. And the crazy thing is his shot is considered the, the worst 
part of his offensive arsenal and he still <laughs> was just under 20 goals for the yeah. entire last season so it's like okay yeah it's his worst <laughs> the worst <laughs> tool in his bag but i mean he's potting he's potting you know 18 19 goals as a defenseman that's that's exciting for yeah, a team was... that needs offense very badly um <laughs> i think we'll take a defenseman having 20 goals yeah yeah knowing his great. luck though he's he's gonna be the uh he's gonna be alongside Klingberg this year and they're like hey have fun kid enjoy your nine mm-hmm. games yeah yeah he was third in uh points in the OHL and then fifth in goals third in points fifth in goals okay perfect I mean I mean yeah that's really all you can ask out of a defenseman these days right yeah mm-hmm. to pick 22 <laughs> Goshe yeah so at when the pick was made, I think I think everyone was a little shocked. I, I I don't think anybody expected Gauthier to go that high. I think I think I thought he was going to go in the later first round. You know, between pick twenty five to thirty two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was taken a little early. And yes, okay, at the time, you know, w- was there some potential left on the table a little bit in favor of a more safe pick? Yeah, you know, you you. You know, you may you make your solid pick with Minchikov at ten, and then at twenty two, you kind of start getting a little more, maybe a little more fun with it if you want to. You know, okay, yeah, we could have swung on Brad Lambert. Yeah, we could have we could have swung on Danilyarov as well. But taking a couple of weeks to kind of look back at it and where, you know, where we were at in that draft. You know, I don't, I don't hate the pick. I think I I, I think Gaucher his frame and what he brings to the table, like that's an NHL player. Like he's not, it's not like he's this, you know, like he's, he's going to fit in. Yeah. Like he right. fits he's the mold of an NHL here. Exactly. Yeah. He's not, he's not this one trick pony kind of thing where it's like, okay, like this one thing needs to happen or else he's not going to make it. So it's a risky pick. If anything, it's a pretty safe pick. Like, I mean, this is a guy who can play wing, but is, you know, probably a lock to be a three C in the NHL. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we talk about it all the time. You can never have too much depth at center. I mean, it's just it's just so important to have depth at center these days. And you know, yeah, and 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 he, you know, not not the fleetest of foot. Yeah, you know, maybe you'd like to see um, you know, some skating improvements from Gaucher there here, you know, and and you know, as he develops for these first couple of years before he's a full-time NHLer. But you know, he's got great two-way abilities very smart player and a sneaky little shot as well good hands as well so you know he's 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 more than likely going to find a spot in the nhl he's gonna he's gonna be a player he's gonna do a job for us and and you know as we saw with picks um with the next two picks kind of has that body mold that we kind of think pat for b kind of seems to like you know yeah bigger strong you know bigger stronger guys but at the same time not sacrificing size for a skill or hockey sense or IQ. Like he's got, he's got all those intangibles there. So it'll be, it'll be fun to see how Gaucher puts it together. He I like the, the pick a little bit more than I, yeah. So I like the pick a little bit more than I did on draft day. Yeah. I see he won the Mike Bossy award as the league's best professional prospect in the queue. Whatever that means. Nice. <laughs> 31 <laughs> goals. <laughs> In 74 games, I'm not going to say it's plus minus. It's good, but I don't care about plus minus. <laughs> fake stat. It's a fake stat. It doesn't matter. 
was gonna say uh at the very least like like you said you can't have too much center depth it's one of the more important positions you need for any team Mm -hmm. um yeah there's not many teams that are good without a good center depth and like you said he's fitting the mold that Verbeek's clearly going for Mm -hmm. and he said he was going to go for it. It's not like he completely went off the board here and just was like, yeah, uh, he was best player available or we really liked him. It was, he came into the draft saying, yeah, we're going to get bigger. We're going to get tougher. And you know, that's the game plan. Like (laughs) accept it. And, (laughs) you know, admittedly, I, when he got drafted, I, I didn't know who he was. But I also don't know who a lot of these players that get drafted are. So it's kind of like I like to since I'm not into that kind of realm when it comes to to hockey, I like taking these drafts and not so much being surprised by it, but it's like the first day everyone's going to be so worked up because there's always a snub. Someone always falls far. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. Do you have there's just an inherent emotion about the draft and it gets everybody worked up. Your team could draft great. You could draft like the Blue Jackets did this last year. Like they they easily would you guys say probably the best draft out of all the teams, minus maybe like Montreal or LA. Yeah, I I mean I definitely say New Jersey. Yeah. I definitely say it's between yeah, between Montreal, Columbus, and Seattle too. Seattle Yeah, Seattle drafted really well. Killer draft. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Yeah, so we're gonna have to deal with Beniers and uh, Shane Wright. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be fun. But, like you have a team like Columbus that drafted so well that you know even a team like that, there are probably guys that they took where their fans were like, "Holy shit, we got that guy!" Or like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you know, is that guy really worth where he was scouted at, positioned mm-hmm. by everybody?" Like that's just how the draft is, and I think. I mean, we're definitely a fan base that overreacts sometimes <laughs> no, when it comes to drafting. No, we're no. not. Come on. Uh, we're very reasonable. <laughs> but I just feel like there's always kind of that feeling where, like, you don't exactly like it the first day. But yeah. then we have quality people like Eric Stevens, and we have guys that can write content that really, you know, prove why it was a good pick or – how the thinking aligns with what management's telling us. It's not just like they're drafting guys just to draft them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, I, I, I only knew the first guy we got the rest. I was just kind of rolling with it and reading up on them as we went. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's hard to know about all these guys and yep, you just kind of have to go with the flow and read the reports on them, I guess. You're like we definitely drafted a hockey player. That's good. We like, got him. He knows yeah, how to use a stick. Yeah, it's just I mean, a matter of using our resources sometimes. <laughs> there's going to be, no matter what pick you make, no matter where you're picking, no matter what player it is that you take, there's going to be fans that hate it no matter what. You could draft Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews first overall, and there's yeah. going to be people bitching. Like, you're never going to make everybody happy. There were people bitching at the Minchikov. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, you're 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 never gonna make anybody happy. I know, I know the Gaucher pick was a little bit more controversial, but mm-hmm. I mean, as it gets later in the draft, I mean, you're, you're like really like 
we're going to complain that much after like the top 20 picks like come on <laughs> yeah I, for one, was devastated by the six-round pick, you know. <laughs> really felt slighted with that one. I got offended because none of them use a seal. They can all skate. <laughs> <laughs> they do not require assistance around the ice. I hate it. They're just showing off at this guy. point. Hey, we drafted a kid named Connor, so that's an A-plus draft. A-plus <laughs> draft. Did we? Right. Yeah, Connor Vidson. He's got like one of those weird names where it's like an... H before the V. I think it just, yeah. I think it just pronounced it Vidson. So Vidson or Vitson? No, no. Vitson. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. I want to hear you say the goal. That goalie's name. Butates. I think is how you the, pronounce the, it. The, the EASHL player that we drafted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round three. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, you know, we. I think the fact that we went three defensemen with our first four picks was probably in my eyes, the most shocking part of the draft. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody was really anticipating for me going three defensemen out of the first four picks, but I was pretty happy with, with since we were going defenseman right there with both of those picks and given who was left and who was on the board, I think both Noah, both Noah Warren and Tristan Luno were great picks at, I, I, I don't remember the exact but it was like 52 and then or it was like 40 something and then 50 something i don't remember yeah but, um yeah you know with noah warren you just i mean i mean you get just a classic big body defensive defenseman there it's also very athletic as well so it's not like he's just this you know slow pylon back there skating with <laughs> skating he's... with five skating with five center blocks tied to his skates he is but huge he's, though He's unhitch huge. the trailer unhitch the trailer <laughs> yeah. huge i mean i mean huge frame and he's like six five two yeah I'm, I'm, i mean god knows if he's gonna put on another couple inches i mean you just i mean you just <laughs> never know with these you never know with these you know 17 18 year old kids just how bigger they can get you know we see we see growth spurts with these guys all the time so i mean six five is already huge but if, i mean shit if he gets up to six 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 seven that's fun that's just, and that's exciting but yeah yeah i mean i mean he kind of he kind of not not in terms of skill level obviously but in style kind of reminds me of pronger a little bit you know pretty pretty mean pretty nasty you know not you know not afraid to get in there with the body not afraid to get a little uh a little questionable with some of the hits he throws or a little uh, a little questionable with what he does with the stick Ooh. but you know he's he's very responsible as well and the thing that sticks out for me is with his size surprisingly great skater as well he's pretty quick um definitely pretty definitely pretty fleet of foot holy fucking <laughs> holy tongue twister um you know pretty pretty fleet of foot for a guy of his size and weight so that's that's a fun pick that i love and then and then yeah you know 10 or so picks later we go tristan luno from the same team in the uh quebec major junior league as uh as uh noah warren so that was a, that was a fun little storyline there but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, i mean luno's another great pick i'm i'm I, I mean i think this is a great upside pick and a great value as well because um you know most people in the scouting realm were in agreement that he probably would have actually gone either earlier in the second round or honestly in the back half of the first round had he not had a bit of a nagging knee injury all year that saw him miss a little bit of significant time so that that, you know that definitely kind of you know affected his draft position a little bit and and you know yeah a, a, a young good skating defenseman with a knee injury already you know, you know it, it it's a little cause for concern 
lately, but you know, I'm, I'm, I don't think we have, I don't think anybody has the, uh, or well, no, I think, I think Martin Madden has earned our benefit of the doubt for right now. So, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think they would have drafted a player that early if they, if, if, you know, they hadn't done their due diligence on an injury like that. And they, and they, they didn't think it probably was going to mean anything. So I would I wouldn't worry too much about that, but yeah, Luno's another great pick, you know, a, a, you know, another right shot D like Warren as well. Um, you know, I'm right shot defenseman, you know, as we just saw with the Klingberg signing, they're <laughs> a hot commodity in the NHL and and there's always teams that are going to want them, you know? So like if, if, if we get two or three years down the road and, and, you know, we're, we're maybe wanting to use one of, you know, wanting to use one of um, Warren or Luno, you know, in a, in a future trade package, you know, the fact that they're both red shot defensemen, you know, that kind of, that kind of boosts their value a little bit, but yeah, I just, I, I just think the Warren and the Luno picks in the second round are just, just very, very high quality picks in terms of who's left. And, and, you know, I think it showed that Verbeek clearly was not happy with where our defensive pipeline was currently sitting and, and definitely agree because, you know, yeah. we don't really know what's going to happen with Henley with, uh, you know, with Henry Ferron and Jackson Lacombe, you know, they, they both decided to go back to Minnesota this or uh, No, I'm sorry. Lacombe decided to go back to Minnesota. And then I think Ferron is at Harvard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 You know, they both decided to go back for their senior season. So, you know, always a little bit unsure, you know, when guys go back, when those call when those unsigned college guys go back for their senior season, you know, you, you, as we saw with the Justin Schultz thing a couple of years, you know, the Justin Schultz meme a couple of years ago, you know, you can <laughs> never, you can never fully count on the college guys signing for your team. So it's always good to kind of, you know, be prepared for that if you do lose out on those guys. And then if they do sign and you still drafted those players, you know, you, you, you have assets in your pool to work with. So I, I think these are both great picks. Yeah. Cause I mean, before this draft, they were pretty thin on defense. It mm-hmm. was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was whoever was in the starting lineup, Larson, and then Broken Rafferty down in San Diego. <laughs> That's pretty bleak when, yeah, <laughs> got a guy named Brogan. Rogan Rafferty. Rogan. And then you had, I mean, Brendan Gooley kind of fell off the face of the map. Yeah. Yeah, that was sad. I was excited I, for him. Signed in Gemini. Yep. Gemini. And then Ice, okay. Ice Baron. <laughs> Jacob Larson Peck, thank God. <laughs> oh, he didn't go to Sweden like he wanted, but hey, he got he's getting another shot with Ottawa, so power to him. I like what Ottawa's done so far. Wait, this Ottawa season. picked him up? Did I totally miss that? Yeah, Ottawa. He, oh fuck. He had like a contract to go to Sweden, and then Ottawa's like, hey, you want to just play for us instead? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I totally missed that. That I that totally slipped under my radar. So that's news to me. <laughs> It doesn't it reverse yeah. all the good things they did, but it is kind of funny because it's just like, yeah. oh, hell yeah, Giroux, Alex Dabrinkit. And then just like in like small, like nine font, just Jacob Larson. <laughs> Jacob Larson. <laughs> Let Dorian cook. <laughs> I don't know. Promote, what... They promote everything with Larson on it, all the game day, like <laughs> preview stuff. <laughs> it's just Larson. It's your Jacob Larson bobblehead opening night. <laughs> I feel Here's like your with souvenir cup. <laughs> <laughs> I feel with like those last two picks, it's just uh, Pat Verbeek's atoning for the sins of Bob Murray, uh, splitting up the bromance and trading Antoine Moran. Yeah. <laughs> How dare he 
trade Max Comtois friend like that. It's, it's pretty <laughs> fucked up. Doesn't he know the power of friendship? He is not down for. Yeah, he made up for it. The bros got himself, got himself fired. You know, that's the best thing Bob Murray did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and hey, and and you know, three, three of our four first round picks were defensemen, and then three of our four first round picks also came out of the Quebec League. So that's not yep. something you really see every day. But you know, Martin Madden was Martin Madden liked his Frenchies. Yeah, he definitely had a good weekend watching them <laughs> up in Canada. Yeah. He had one bowl of poutine, and it just changed his life. <laughs> so I transitioning feel, here, uh, we're actually happy to announce something with this next one. Um, we are engaging in a little bit of a partnership with our pal uh, Hockey365 over on Twitter. Um, yep. Ever since we started the podcast, I think, I mean, he's he's been around since episode one, right? Yep. I yeah. Believe so. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. He's been, um, he's been a big supporter for, he's yeah. been a big supporter of us since the start. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's appreciated because we still are on the smaller scale of things, um, community wise. And mm-hmm. he's been there for us and he's helping put our name out. He's retweeting pretty much everything we post outside of, you know, the little updates like that we do when we're saying, you know, to go, go watch the episodes or whatever, or listen yeah. to them. Uh, but as part of it, we're going to start doing little segments every week where he just asks us a question or gives us a topic to talk about. And, uh, this week's is kind of a little bit of a rehash of what we talked about, um, week one when we were all doing our introductions and stuff. Uh, but he asked just kind of what, what was the moment that made us initially fall in love with hockey? And he made it pretty specific, or I wouldn't say pretty specific, it, it is an open-ended question can go, you know, a number of ways, depending on how you guys want to respond. But example wise, he just put, you know, it can be a specific player, a a specific moment, um, a person that you go to games with or went to games with in the past or pretty much anything. If it's sentimental to you, you know, he wants to hear, hear what we have to say about it. You want to go first, uh, Connor? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So I may kind of like Jake said in episode one, I may, I may have answered this a little bit, but yeah, kind of, kind of my first, you know, some of my first actually early sports memories in general were from that Oh two Oh three season when, when, you know, we went to the, we went to the final and lost against New Jersey. So yeah, that was kind of when I started becoming aware of hockey, you know, started kind of, knowing the players you know started kind of actually being able to pay attention to the sport and know what was going on um you know i think i think my dad actually took me to my um out of my first couple of hockey games during that season as well too so that's definitely a vivid memory in my head um yeah so i i, I wouldn't say it was like a hyper specific moment where i started falling in love with hockey i just i just i would just maybe say yeah like the first game i went to and the first time you know my dad and my uncle kind of started showing me the game it was just i mean it was a pretty instant love right away and Mm-hmm. But I, but I mean, if we're looking for a specific moment, I mean, I mean, you know, the Korea off the floor, off the floor on the board goal. Yeah. Um, you know, that was definitely a great early hockey memory that I have. So that's definitely something that sticks out. Watching at watching that game at home when I was young, that was, <laughs> I was so terrified. I thought my favorite player just died like right in front of my eyes. Like that, that was like the worst thing ever. Or Chris was traumatized at home, just yeah. sitting on the couch. <laughs> 
Lou, you want to go? Uh, so yeah, like I said, I moved here from Northern California to Southern California in 2015, I want to say. Yeah. And, uh, I went to the first two playoff games against the Jets and then game the clincher for game five against the Flames. And I think Corey Perry scored the game winner in game five, huh? Yeah. Yeah. OT, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what that is. That was a good year to hop on. Yeah. God, that was that was such a fun playoff run, and then that it was ended awesome. just and then it ended in just such <laughs> fucking heartbreak. Yep, I've I've said forever, the loss to the Blackhawks in 2015 in the Western Conference Final, in my opinion, hurt way more than losing to the Kings in the conference semifinal the year before. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, that one sucked. You know, whatever. Yeah, we lost to the Kings, and they. They ended up winning the cup. You know, it was horrible. It sucked, but mm-hmm. you get to hear oh, Ryan just... every year. Fucking <laughs> Ryan. That bl- yeah, but that when you have escalators, one, you can't complain about anything. Shut up. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> God, I just and I've said it all the time on Twitter over the years. I'm like, fuck, like when that Bolesky OT winner went in in Game Five, like I was like, holy fuck, like I was just like, holy fuck, we're gonna win the cup. Yeah. Like, there's no way we're not beating Tampa, like because. That 2015 Tampa team was nowhere near what they are now. No. We would have steamrolled them. They were – the Blackhawks were a way harder opponent. I I think that was one of those cases where that that conference final was the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I think even some Blackhawks players – I want to say Taves, but I could be wrong. I remember they were asking him about it, and he said that the the hardest series that entire uh, playoff run was the Western Conference final. Yeah, I mean – I mean, Dude, I was so I was the entire time. I was so deep in that, like like yep. you said, how you thought they were going to win the cup after that Bolesky thing. I was planning my trip out to Anaheim <laughs> for the parade. Like I'm not even kidding. Like I just felt it. I never was. I've never been like that where I was just like, okay, it's happening until that year. Too, yeah, and then, and then the game six then, loss back in Chicago. You're just like, oh fuck, here we go. Yeah, here we go. And game then seven just, at home. <laughs> Game seven at home, and then, shocker, we got our fucking shit kicked in, so. Yeah, like, in the first five minutes, I'm like, oh, cool, Uh, we're already out. Yeah. (laughs) They clearly had a reservation at Lazy Dog. I actually actually had my senior prom during game seven, so, like, I was just getting updates on my phone, and I was the entire time, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, that just was, like, cool, I was distracted, but, like, the entire prom, Mm. I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. All right, so for me, um, it's pretty much my dad. My dad got me into hockey a lot. Uh, I want to say my first, my first game was I was probably like I would say four or five, because like (laughs) I'm gonna show how old I am. But I was um, my first game was a Sabers game. I'm I don't know the opponent, but I feel like the Bruins were always in town every time I went. But uh, they played at the auditorium at the time. They didn't have the, they didn't have this arena they're playing in right now. It was oh, the really? odd, yeah, it was the odd. So it was it was weird. It was like at a weird angle when you're sitting up top. It looks like you could like fall out of your seat. Um, but yeah, like that the was that, yeah. It's like the seats at the LA Coliseum, just like straight, is it? 90, yeah, straight like ninety degree <laughs> angle. It feels yeah. like yeah. But yeah, that started it. It was uh, I got really into it um with the Ducks movie. 
and then finding out they're a real team. And then I couldn't really watch them, you know, being on the East coast and like, they didn't have center ice or NHL TV ESPN plus back then. So the only time I could watch the ducks um, was when they were either in Buffalo and I went to the game or they were on national TV. Um, so I was kind of like, I was split between the Sabres and ducks for a bit of my childhood there. And it was like Michael Pekka that got me started with them. That was my first Jersey with the oh, C on that's it. That's a good was, one. Yeah, that was nice. Do you um, still have it somewhere? I think I've, I've been looking for it. I can't find oh, it. A, that'd be a good one to get framed up. That's cool. Yeah. Which it was the, it, it was the, it was yeah. the black uh, goat head one. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And then like you said, Connor, with the, the run and the ducks run Oh three, I think, I mean, I was already a ducks fan, but that got me even further into this fan base because that was the first time I was able to actually sit there and watch like the ducks play every other night because I couldn't get any regular season games. So that playoff run really helped. But yeah, so I, I would say it started with my dad and the Sabres like back in 95 or so, 96. Yeah. So. Too bad bring hockey back didn't exist. You would have known the Mighty Ducks movie at a young, young age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and, like another, another thing that I remember about going... Sorry, sorry, Lou. (laughs) Lou. Lose one, lose one fit of laughter every podcast. Yeah, he has to duck out of the camera. (laughs) Well, and just a quick note, and then we'll go to Jake. Sorry, but Chris kind of reminded me of it. Like one thing that I remember specifically about going to the going to my first couple ever hockey games in that 0203 run. I mean, keep in mind, I mean, I'm born in '97. I was like five, right? Mm-hmm. I just re- I remember not not liking the goal horn and every oh, really? time they scored I hated it and I would plug my ears <laughs> I think my dad said the first time I went and like the first goal got scored he said I got scared and I cried oh my god well because I didn't know I didn't know it was coming and like to a yeah. five that shit's loud as hell yeah that's but, another thing too yeah. uh one thing that was really nice is when I was younger we would uh for my birthday every year we'd go to a Sabres game like that's how I celebrated from like ages four to probably eight or nine maybe ten mm. so I saw a lot of uh Sabres Bruins games because I swear around my birthday it was only the Bruins I probably I've probably seen that team at least 50 times easy <laughs> and every year Zidane Charo was still somehow <laughs> somehow captain of the team. <laughs> he was still there <laughs> back when they had the Pooh Bear jerseys those were nice Nobody uh, likes those. There's a there's a conspiracy. I mean, that, me. <laughs> there's a conspiracy that Zdeno Char has been in his late 30s ever since he's been drafted, and he's just been like 38 every single yeah. year. <laughs> Pulling a Albert Pujols on us. The I am 12 guy from Bench Warmers. <laughs> Vlad Guerrero, like when it got revealed that he's actually like five years older than <laughs> than he listed. Like, damn, no, no wonder you couldn't run. Holy shit. <laughs> Well, I mean, mine's pretty much about the same. Yeah, I, I started watching hockey again when I was 18. Literally, like, the first ever game I think I watched was game one against the Jets. Uh, they ha- It was on my birthday. I remember we had it on on the TV, and we came inside and watched it. I had no fucking clue what was going on. Um, but I remember watching that game, and I really liked it, and... 
the rest of that playoff was I, I, I wouldn't say heartbreaking for me because I was just like, oh darn, they tried their best. Yeah. You know, not knowing just how shitty it was for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was I was sad and kind of like, oh damn, they didn't win. That sucks. But you know, a lot of people down the line, they're like, You you had it good. You didn't understand. You didn't know. Yeah. But I'm over, I, that, <laughs> I'm over here not eating for three days. <laughs> um but it just kind of snowballed from there. I started watching more the next season. I was watching more games. Uh, season after that was, uh, of course, <laughs> that fun run with the Oilers and Preds back-to-back in 2017. And I think that's kind of really when I was sitting back like, man, this shit fucking sucks when they lose. <laughs> um, but again, that kind of snowballed into, okay, you know, they're pissing me off, so I want to start playing hockey now and – started learning to skate bought all my goalie equipment and you know here we are seven years later now fuck yeah and you know i've been playing for almost four years and it all started because my friends just were like hey put it on we're you know we want to watch the hockey game instead of celebrate your birthday but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it i i think it's kind of one of those things where it was just like they had been for a lot of my years in high school like trying to get me into it but i was always i don't know i wasn't one to really watch sports Mm -hmm. growing up like i'd watch baseball games with my dad and stuff but never like i'd never take the time out of my day to like watch it myself and through high school they just were like come on dude like it's fun and like the games are fun to watch and then they took me to one and I was like, okay, yeah, you guys were right. Like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, I didn't believe you at first, but <laughs> I don't know. I I got in before uh, before the real heartbreak for everybody, but I didn't know. I didn't understand. <laughs> and now you're our favorite goalie, all thanks to your your buddies. <laughs> we can thank them. It's that like domino meme of the little domino knocking over all the ones that lead up to the big one. <laughs> Yeah, man, shit. That's like the, that's one of the things I miss about having a really good team. Like, I miss being like actually pissed off when we lose. Yeah. Instead of just like, hell just like, yeah, ninth overall. Like, oh, like, okay. That game was fun. Yeah. It's like a 7 miss, 3 loss. I miss being like, fuck. Yeah. You know? I mean, the last like month of the season last year was okay. Terry get to 50 goals. He get as many points as possible. That's all I care about. But lose. (laughs) Yeah. Keep losing, but you guys specifically get all of the points. Yeah. Lose, uh, lose favorite gift, the tank. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, to wrap things up for this segment, you know, please, please go hockey, uh, follow hockey three, six, five. Yeah, yeah, he's he's done nothing but support us, and you know, we want to show great, some love back. Yeah, this is a great person, great account. Yeah, during great the guy, season, yeah, he's always always retweeting. You know, great. You know, always retweeting other people in the hockey community. You know, get yeah. the word out for, and especially like during yeah. the season, you follow him. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, there's only one person running that account. <laughs> yeah, and, and and they post every single goal from every night. So you could have, you know, if you had twelve goal or twelve games in one night. And they're all high scoring. Like he's just pumping out replays after replays. It's just it's crazy. So go it's support dedication. that. Yeah. It's dedication. So please go support that account. I think they're over. I think he's over like 10k. Yeah, he's got quite a lot of followers. Yeah. Let's build it. Let's get like uh, 
maybe by the end of the year, 15, 15 to 20 K. That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. We just need 25 of you to be down for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Were you drinking something? I'm sorry. Lou. <laughs> I saw us and put his head down. <laughs> Damn it. Well, this was last on our notes, but just to keep with the hockey conversation, I think we'll move it up. Uh, something to touch on briefly, but uh, <laughs> despite saying he wasn't going to play, or the Ducks saying that they weren't going to let him play, uh, Mason McTavish is captain, uh, is the captain of Team Canada for the World, uh, World Juniors, and he is joined by Olin Zellweger. And how do you pronounce Nathan's last name? I, I know I'm going to butcher it. Gauthier. Uh, Gauthier. So the three of them made it to Team Canada's roster. Uh, that, that was the final roster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah we're still waiting on. All yeah, I think I think cuts were all made. Uh, we're just waiting on USA to mm-hmm. not cut or not keep cut Pastrasov or <laughs> or, uh, or Ian Moore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think Moore. I think I think Pastrasov and Moore are. I think I don't remember what I saw, but I think somebody said that they think that they were locks to make it. So. Yeah. That'd be we, cool. Have some yeah, duck, yeah. duck on duck violence in the world juniors. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for McTavish, dude. Yeah, I mean, oh man, he's gonna light that tournament on fire. He's so much fun to watch already. I'm so like, excited it's, to watch. it's awesome. Well, and getting and getting, you know, I'm I'd be shocked if Zellweger wasn't on the first B pairing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure they'll be on the power play together. That's oh man, fun. yeah. Oh. Imagine yeah. we're gonna get the first game of those two together on the power play and Zegers 88 the same oh. day. <laughs> gonna have to make a run to walmart <laughs> yeah it starts expecting that when is it? <laughs> starts next tuesday I think, right yeah it's it's coming up pretty fast yeah next tuesday i kind of we... like the world juniors being in the summer like you know we get we I get a little, too. you know we get we get a little something mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. the season starts you know because like it's yeah kinda, it is Sometimes it is kind of hard to keep up during the season because it's like the season's going on and then it's also Christmas when it happens. So it's yep. like you don't always get to like keep up as much as I like, I feel. So, yeah, yeah I kind of if I mean, maybe I know this year they were kind of probably a little pressed, probably a little pressed for time. But, yeah, if they want to do it like a couple of weeks after the draft, that'd be sweet. Yeah. As long as and- they keep the goofy penalty music from <laughs> the last time. Yeah. I'll be happy. I mean, I, I really don't hold much stock in world juniors it's fun to watch but i'm never one that's except for zegris that year was Zegers oh my was, god yeah, that year was the exception oh, dude. that was the exception that was the one yeah. year where i was just like hell yeah like like every fucking game light him up. like every game i was glued yeah and he was getting multiple points like almost that every game was, i feel like he was, was getting three or four points taunting the russian bench filthy too and yeah plus that was 2020 yeah. where Everything was still shut down, so yeah, yeah, there wasn't shit happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the U.S. starts on the ninth against Germany. Germany. Where's the? F- Let's see when the first uh, U.S. The USA always opens up against Slovakia. It's always USA versus Slovakia. Yeah, I'm always, con- I'm always, con- I'm always conflicted right off the bat. My two, <laughs> my two countries that I that I like to support. God damn it. So they played Germany and then Switzerland. Swiss. And then Sweden. 
and then on to the playoff stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the obligatory Canada like down the line. The obligatory like eleven to nothing game against Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on the Canada's the other night was like fourteen nothing. Jesus, yeah. yeah. Who they beat? Was it like Latvia or was it like no, it, it was I think it was, was Switzerland. Switzerland. Was Switzerland? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. They just destroyed them. That was pretty sad. But um yeah, I'm on the double IHF website and they have a countdown to face off. We got six days, 13 hours, and 13 minutes. Can you feel the excitement? <laughs> no. As as everyone <laughs> looks at their phones. Reply to a text. Can you feel the excitement? Just... Can you feel it, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> I'm ready to party. Are you ready to party? <laughs> well, on to a non-hockey-related subject, but this this stirred some controversy amongst our group chat. But God. we announced a mascot, and Chris <laughs> jumped the gun with a name that yeah, the I two did. of us like. But I'm Lewis... letting I'm letting I'm letting the three of you guys you guys take the take the rings on this one. Lewis shot down very, very fast. He didn't like the name. Um, originally, tw- uh, Chris had tweeted out that <laughs> our mascot is a Sunny the Seal, which we agree on the animal. So that's at yeah, least we, we have somewhere to like build upon. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Okay, so I came up with Sunny because we lost <laughs> we lost Sunny Milano this offseason. So I wanted to name him Sunny, you know, and I put it in the group chat. And Jake's like, I'm down with that. And I was like, cool. And then I gave it like another 10 minutes. Nobody else said anything. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, it's Sonny the Seal. And then right when I tweeted out, here comes Lou. I don't like that name. <laughs> Old man Lou strikes again. So I'm going to put a poll. I'll actually, I'll actually do it right now. So we can, I'll do it for like a, a I'll set it for like a week. See what you we do get. for a week. Yeah. You can set polls on Twitter for more than 24 hours? Yeah. Yeah, you can do seven, seven days. Fuck? Yeah. Jeez, interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's see. Okay, so I'll ask um, what they think our, uh, the name of our mascot should be. And then what were the three we did? We were going to do Sonny. Larry. <laughs> yeah, Larry. Larry, Larry was Sammy, Sammy, right? One. Sammy mm-hmm. was the other one? I think Sammy is my vote. I like the alliteration. How do we? How, yeah, like how do you want it too. spelled? How do you want it spelled? With spell a Y or I E? Should we spell it the Finnish way, like S A M I? Memorialize <laughs> Sammy Botnin. Sammy the Seal. We could. Yeah, fuck it. Might as well. We we're gonna name I'm it Sunny originally. So S A M I. That's how you want it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing the poll live. Let's go. <laughs> Got Twitter on my other screen. Let's go. Stop the vote. But if I had my Stop way, it'd be Larry. Larry oh, and while we're and while we're uh just really quickly while we're on a non-hockey subject, literally just before we got on to to start the pod, uh Dodgers announced that Vince Scully passed away. So RIP. Just want to give a quick shout out, RIP to the Yep. Shit. Are you, Arguably the greatest announcer to ever do it in all of sports, yeah. not just in baseball. Yep. But, yep. I mean, shit, what a what a what a loss that is for the sports world. So, R.I.P. Vince Scully. Yep. Well, it's our favorite time of the episode. Time to answer some questions. We talked uh, about the Adidas thing real quick. 
Oh yeah, that we totally oh, forgot, yeah, forgot about that. that. Yeah, yeah. So much, uh, you know, the seal debate was just was was too <laughs> much. Okay, really quick. So it's Sonny, Sammy, Larry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. We're gonna tweet this. Things just doesn't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad Lewis caught us because I totally forgot uh, that we were gonna talk about the Adidas news and the fact that after. It's so after this season, right? Or is it after uh, next? After the 23 uh, After 23-24, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the 24-25 season yeah. will be the first season without Adidas. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it was kind of out of left field. Uh, I kind of have liked what Adidas has done. Uh, they certainly aren't the worst jerseys out there. Yeah. Reebok, I think takes the cake for probably worst recent ones they're way way better than the reebok edge Uh, oh yeah bullshit but it just kind of feels like an out of left field decision um i don't know if this is more an nhl decision or just adidas pulling out i i could kind of see it being an adidas thing maybe they just don't have the material to keep up with it anymore and the nhl kind of sees that as maybe the jerseys aren't as good quality as they should be but again it just was very kind of just thrown out there like oh yeah they're not coming back and yeah it's confusing to say the least weren't we just talking about how comfortable these jerseys were not too long ago yeah Yeah. i love how they (laughs) yeah they i love how they fit they fit me way better than the reebok ones they're so comfortable i love them so much yeah, I'm out, like I'm almost kind of sad to see Adidas go. I, I like, am oh, very like, sad. Like I thought, I thought, I thought this was a really good fit. Like I, I maybe got like three or four of the new Adidas jerseys mm-hmm. now, and I love every single one. But yeah, I mean, even as a bigger guy, I like them. Yeah, I tend to like my jerseys a little baggy, but the mm-hmm. ones that I have, I've you know loved, and they've always been good enough quality to where even, even though I don't get to wear sweaters under my jerseys any anymore. Um, it still was keeping me warm in the rink uh, or if God knows it doesn't get cold outside in California very often. So half the time you're wearing them, it's warm in some capacity anyways. Um, But yeah, I I always liked what Adidas put out. You know, the, the first season that we had them, everyone didn't know how to feel about it. They thought that they were going to be cheap and, Mm -hmm. you know, they were going to be prone to ripping, which, there have been a couple instances of that and I kind of just chalked that up to you also have grown men that are actively trying to, you know, hurt each other out there. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense that a guy may have took like taken it a step too far and ripped someone else's <laughs> Jersey, but Jersey's ripped, man. It's hockey. Like it's going to rip. Yeah. Yeah, like... yeah. But I don't know. It's just, it, it's so weird. Because usually it seems like the NHL kind of has a plan when it comes to making transitions and switches like this. But mm-hmm. I don't know. At this point, I think the less we ask about what Gary Bettman's doing, <laughs> the better. Um, yeah, he clearly has more pressing matters on his hands. Um, Let Gary we, cook. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to I mean, know when the uh, the nhl nfts are coming out and yeah. not if you know cte actually does come from yeah. concussive blows to the head but that's CTE. neither here nor there who uh who do you guys want to see take over the jersey deal 
Um, we talked about it a little bit in the group chat and I kind of got myself on the, uh, champion, the champion train. <laughs> yeah. I like, um, I kind of like to see the return of CCM. I think that'd yeah, be cool. That's that'd my be second. nice. Yeah. And then, Cause I and have then a goal. I have a yeah. San Diego CCM and it's really yeah. nice. And then, and then I think, um, the day this news came out, like someone was like, oh yeah, champions in it. But then a surprise who was in it was, um, was a starter as well starter yeah no starter and i thought oh that'd be kind of cool like i i don't i don't know how you know the jackets they would come out with yeah like i don't yeah yeah exactly i don't know how a starter jersey would look but yeah like lou just said i was like oh my god imagine all the sick starter jackets we'd get even just for that alone like all that merch would be awesome i want to say jenny has a starter coyotes jersey but i could be wrong but um they said they said mitchell and ness too mitchell and ness yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah. I, I mean, I that. think I think it'll be Nike or CCM. I'm worried yeah. with Nike. I'm really yeah, worried. Yeah. Mm. They're gonna make a Ducks jersey with the Arctic Station in the background of the <laughs> the D logo City and shit. City yeah, it's gonna be Nike though, because they already own the NBA, MOB, and NFL. Dude, yeah, Nike hockey jerseys, at least the ones I've had in the past, are yeah. horrible. Yeah, <laughs> like 2014. Uh, olympic one that jenny has i tried it on and it's like my size but like the sleeves are like so they're not even close to my wrist <laughs> it's they're so like, stupid they're like the slim fit like athletic yeah version. yeah well like you like i just feel like the nike jerseys that we've seen have just been so hit or miss like you see all the ones and like you see all the ones on the international level oh god it's like even college hockey yeah yeah like you'll get a really cool canada one and the next year it'll be like this is the worst thing i've ever seen yeah we had to make a traditional logo just that more edgy. Yeah, yeah. We get had the Mighty make... Duck back, but in... <laughs> but it's got a mullet for some reason. <laughs> Why is Wild Wing wearing shades on this jersey? <laughs> Nike hockey. <laughs> Nike hockey. Just do it. Just I mean, do it. <laughs> the good thing is we at least get one more year of reverse retros out of Adidas. Mm-hmm. And if anything, their track record last year with those was really good. So... Yeah. We'll at least get one more year of like really solid throwbacks, reverse yeah. retros, whatever. Yeah. I'm excited to see more of those start leaking or mm-hmm. being announced within the next probably month, you would think. Yeah. Yeah, the well, NHL guess... patch is gonna be orange. Yeah. 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 And like with Nike too, like, yeah, you know, there are some concerns there, but the one thing we do know, and I think it's the one thing that that hockey fans have been asking for. And that they'll definitely eat up is that there's definitely going to be an increase, I think, in the amount of jerseys that team have that mm-hmm. teams have with Nike if they were to yeah. take over. So yeah, that's a bonus. I mean, they could do a lot of different stuff, a lot of a lot of different a lot of different uh, throwbacks. I'm sure they'll have their they'll their kind of own spin on the whole reverse retro thing. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Ducks will have like a city, a city one that's just all orange. <laughs> This is our our lazy dog alternate fifth jersey. <laughs> Glad we're wearing neon orange out there. Home orange helmets are coming, people. <laughs> it's gonna be like the Chrome Vegas helmets, just neon. Yeah. I I I would question my fandom to the day I saw those on the ice. I would not gonna lie. Introducing I, I the don't think I could support that. Introducing the rival swap jerseys. Oh no! Ducks have ducks have kings colors. Uh, kings are orange and black. 
Well, now that we uh, we remembered one thing we needed to talk about, can we think of anything else we may have forgotten? <laughs> Patrick Marlowe's getting his number retired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, that's expected. I mean, yeah. What are you going to say about that? Like, yeah. Very cool. If anyone deserves a statue, it's him. Shout out Patrick Marlowe. Yep. Patty, congrats. Him and his uh, what, like five kids? Yeah. Because they're definitely they're definitely listening. <laughs> refuse to comment on the Dustin Brown statue debate other than I think it's stupid because he's already getting his number retired but we'll carry on I'm not yeah I'm not really gonna say anything but it's we're stupid. not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna go we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole <laughs> I don't have an opinion but my god is it fucking dumb <laughs> all right well best part of the episode get into the listener questions um Got some good ones. I kind of want to lump Ryan's and Felix's together just because they're somewhat similar, just because they're asking about beverages. Okay. Uh, Ryan's was our thoughts on RC Cola. <laughs> I mean, I've only had it once. It was I gotta be honest. Cola. I gotta be honest. I don't... for the longest time. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest. I don't really drink soda, so. <laughs> I think Ryan's more so asking because apparently Honda Center is switching to either Pepsi or Coca-Cola products. Oh, yeah. they are. So About the end, end of oh, the era. I know, I know. I know. My mom will be super happy. My mom. I saw it. I saw it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> my mom loves herself an ice cold Coke and like and like my mom likes going to Ducks games too and like you know she's a big fan as well and that's mm-hmm. always been her one complaint. Like she loves wine and like she always get a little glass of wine, but then she lo- like, you know, she likes to get it. You don't want to get too fucked up at a game. Yeah, well, she likes to get a Coke and everything, too. Well, yeah. I'm like, like, why can't I just... She's always like, why can't they just have Coke? Like, they, they can never just have Coke, so... Mom, um, wake up. Coke's in the building. <laughs> uh, well... Wake up, babe. Coca-Cola's at Honda Center. <laughs> End of the era nice there. Cold, nice cold Coca-Cola with the chicken tenders. Oh, that takes me back to going to games as like a high schooler like <laughs> like when i first started being able to drive myself and i had like no fucking money to my name just getting the chicken <laughs> and <laughs> um, nice d-shaped pretzel sitting up in like in sitting up in like 407 rose z like <laughs> what was that lewis Luncheon. i said nevada perkins on the twitch chat said coke is greater than rc and pepsi i oh, agree yeah, i'd agree too. yeah i was gonna say Facts are being spoken here. <laughs> I don't really. It's all we Pepsi. have in the chat. No lies in there. <laughs> I, I kind of too sweet. I kind of feel like it's just like one last thing being shipped out that reminds us of Randy Carlyle and Bob Murray. <laughs> I mean, more so Carlyle because it's his initials. But like, yeah, Randy. Carlyle. I don't know. <laughs> it just kind of feels like with all the shit happening around Honda Center, you have OC vibe coming in. Yeah, it finally feels like we're actually in this era, not still in like 1998. <laughs> yeah, getting it on the hip trend of RC Cola, <laughs> but it'll be Sad nice. They didn't have they didn't have surge, <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be nice. First, first RC Cola, next escalators. So <laughs> we fought. For- we fought for one cause. We can fight for another. <laughs> so that leads us into what Felix asked, and he said to power rank water bottle brands. 
because Lewis, I'm pretty sure you were arguing about Dasani being the best water in the CTP Discord Dasani's today. Dasani's the worst. Of, of course, Dasani's Lou. The of course, Lou. How do you get yourself in these situations? <laughs> You're one right now. What are we answer these questions? Because Lou. It's nothing, it's no, I will say. Better. Well, I will say. What are we doing? Like do like the top five or like just the i'd honestly just say if you have a favorite just defend it to the death because i'm not very picky i just kind of drink whatever water is in the house um i don't if i have a preference i don't want to drink arrowhead i don't really care for how arrowhead tastes because it does have a distinct taste don't let anyone tell you different but bring water it's kind of milky it's kind of milky if that makes sense i'm weird i love arrowhead arrowhead's my favorite it's I don't mind it, but I, I like get that I get what people are saying with like the yeah. texture and the and taste. Think, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. And Dasani isn't the worst. It's the second worst. Aquafina is the worst fucking water. That shit sucks. I'm just gonna but say my Dasani favorite and Aquafina, is Dasani and Aquafina are bottom two. My favorite is well, Fiji, Fiji, Fiji water. Yeah, Fiji, yeah, yeah. Fiji water is the best. Fiji water might be fancy water but the bottle does have uh <laughs> multi-purposes i've never had fiji water in my life <laughs> but heather fiji used to water take... and smart water hey, what's I so a... smart about it i got a smart water right here if my camera oh, picks it up there we go nice. there we go <laughs> but heather used to use the fiji bottles so we could take tequila into disneyland because it looks like water, so, you know, just don't nice. open it and let them sniff it, and you're fine. There you go. All right. Uh, Spencer asked us, so when is the Pat Verbeek statue being built, and at what point or what place in OC Vibe are we going to put it? If it were up to me, uh... if it were up to me, I'd say the statue was built... Um at a time where it would be done right when the entire OC vibe is finished. So like 2028, (laughs) he's probably not even the GM anymore by then. Um, And I would put it right on the pedestrian bridge. (laughs) Just in the middle. Yeah. Right on the bridge. Make it like inconvenient for people. (laughs) (laughs) It's so wide. You have to like, they have to climb over it. They just make it like the statue in the middle of Disneyland, but instead of it being Walt and Mickey Mouse, it's Pat and a mini version of Zegris. Just them holding hands walking across the bridge. <laughs> Leading you. It'll, be, it'll be unveiled after our third Stanley Cup in a row, after we've beaten the Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs three times in a row. All spicy. There you go, Spence. How do you like that one? All, all finishing in four <laughs> games. What'd you do, man? Why'd <laughs> <laughs> you have to say that? <laughs> all right. Our next one comes from Twitter, and it was more so a thought leading into a question, but the gist of it is should the ducks or do the ducks need more muscle and i know peter harris's tweet uh alluded towards the fact that watching guys like sam carrot come through san diego and not fighting as much and then kind of having to assume that role with delorier leaving um after doing an a plus job you know um protecting zegris this year 
he totally went off without a hitch. Um, but is it something that the uh, Ducks should look at when building our roster further? Because we are still kind of in that transition period where Verbeek has said he's still looking for a forward out there. Do, you, do we think that toughness is the answer or do we have those in-house options you think that push you more towards looking at a guy with a little more finesse or a little more skill? Uh, these conversations always cause a stir. I don't like these conversations to be honest. Cause it's like, I mean, it should, it should never be the be all end all factor. You should never sacrifice skill and just sheer raw ability mm-hmm. in favor of, just because somebody's a little bit bigger yeah um, you know you know we kind of have that debate of oh you know like how big is too big and then how small is too small but um yeah i, I, I mean i think if you if you're just looking for straight up toughness i think we kind of have those in-house options already max jones will be back yeah i got the max jones you know you got you got you got sam carrick you know grant likes to mix it up too a little bit you know i think those guys can kind of provide that, you know, yeah, you know, we did lose a little bit of the toughness factor and, um, you know, with losing Josh Manson. So the blue line, I wouldn't say um, has that toughness factor back, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just kind of indifferent. Like it should never Mm -hmm. be like a main thing to look at when evaluating a player. I think it, if they have that toughness and that nastiness to them, I think sometimes that just, it's more just kind of a bonus than anything, but yeah i mean i don't i don't think it should be anything that you look for specifically you know like if it i think if you just happen to get someone that can play like that cool you know but if not i don't think it's that big of a deal like i know everyone was all upset with the whole uh zegris terry well you know the whole zegris terry situation here and at the game in uh arizona but they're all saying like oh if we had delorier at the time it wouldn't have happened but are you saying you want – you're pretty much saying you want Delorier on the same line then as Zegris because the dude's not going to mm-hmm. do anything from the bench. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe no, the next exactly. shift, okay, he throws a hit or something or fights a guy, but but the damage is already done by then. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't prevent Terry getting punched like that. Yeah. And, I mean, it, you kind of look back and, like I said, you know, his utilization as the the big body that's there – to deter people from messing with Zegris or the younger guys. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the two games that I think it first happened were when Zegris got slew foot by Suban when New Jersey was in town. Yeah. And then like the very next thing that happens when they're paired together is he gets concussed by Paquette. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And we had Delorier. <laughs> he was out there. Yeah. What yep. was he doing? Yeah, exactly. And granted, stop him. You know, per the rules of hockey, you can't just go out there and fuck a guy up just for the hell of it. Yeah. Because, you know, there are rules that the guys know and they follow. And yeah, hockey's a very code driven thing, even though I feel like the code is slowly kind of being faded out of the game Mm -hmm. but that just doesn't happen anymore like guys fight i'm not trying to say that you know you don't see fighting anymore because it it happens it's just a fact that there's always going to be fighting in hockey but like i don't know i feel like if you have people that know how to do it if they do it 
cool. okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it, you know people people enjoy that about hockey games and mm-hmm. they're entitled to enjoy that that's the great thing about the sport is you can love the finesse and the skill and the flashy goals and all that and we we do have mctavish too coming yeah yeah that's what and, nevada perkins said in a twitch oh yeah and i'm not i'm not any like i'm not saying he's gonna be like ovechkin <laughs> yeah but yeah. he's i i kind of am reminded of how ovechkin plays with watching mctavish where he can he can score all these goals and he's still gonna lay you out he, he'll he's not afraid to like just drive someone into the glass you know what i mean yeah yeah so we'll definitely have that but i mean like even like back with the the terry thing it was Jay Beagle who did that. I don't think Delorier being on the team would stop Jay Beagle from doing that. Yeah. You know, he, he's no, not going to stand there and be in the crease. Anyway. He wasn't on the ice when it happened. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, and even it, if he was it, standing there in the crease with Terry and he's just like, oh, I better not do this. Delorier is over there on the bench. Like, <laughs> no, he's still going to do it because still gonna guys like him. fucking with each other and instigating yeah. shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. nothing would have prevented that. You know, that was just Jay Beagle being Jay Beagle. I mean, Don't tell this to Ryan Hayward, though. <laughs> it's still on site for Jay Beagle, but sure I, I kind of feel like goddamn right. <laughs> I kind of feel like we're at this point where you're. I wouldn't so much say like it's it's a mute point to argue about it because everyone's gonna feel differently about the situation because mm-hmm. every you know the great thing about fandom is everyone comes from different walks and has different opinions and has been around at different times. Yeah. And especially with hockey, there's just a reality that everyone has to face that like, there's just going to be a generation of people that are never going to quite understand why teams are going away from having the Nick Delores of the world, you know, the Wayne Simmons of the world, you know, maybe Simmons is a bad example because Simmons has always been a talented guy outside of just being a pain in the ass and a tough guy to play against. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, guys like that, that's not what they're known for now. You know, there's a reason why people like Austin Matthews are marketed on everything. Yeah. Why Patrick Kane's been on, you know, Bowers marketing for years. On how long has how all long their has, equipment? Uh... George Perro's been out of the league. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, come on. It's it's over, you know? Like, if this was, like, 98, 99, I'd be like, yeah, the Ducks should go out and get Rob Ray. But, I mean, it's it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of where the game's at. Like, yeah. again, I if a guy on the Ducks is willing to fight and stick up for a teammate, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you do have to have some of that. But I think you know, the overarching point we're, we're kind of getting to is like, you don't need to sacrifice a position on the ice just to have a guy that's going to go out there and do that. Yeah. Like it's the game's too fast and skilled now where you can't waste a spot for someone who can't really skate and only wants to punch people. (laughs) Yeah. And it, and it's never, I, and I think the thing that gets lost in all that too, is it's almost like it's a slight to the person. Mm Mm-hmm. And it never should feel that way. And granted, you know, a lot of the shit you see online, especially Twitter, isn't exactly always the nicest. But, like, yeah. it's not like we're saying this guy's livelihood should be taken from him. Mm-hmm. Because he clearly was good enough to make it to the NHL. He clearly was able to adapt. Do You hear stories like that all the time when it comes to hockey. Like, it's just a fact of the sport. And it's, you know... 
it's kind of that thing that everyone talks about is you could be a seventh round draft pick, but the Mm -hmm. day you make the NHL, no one can ever take that from you. Mm -hmm. But to me, like Deloria was a little different too. Like he wasn't just a goon. I liked the way he skated. I don't know if you guys did, but I thought he was actually a pretty good skater and I liked his shot. You know, like if we got him back like tomorrow, I wouldn't be upset because he still has some of those, you know, things that you want to see in a player. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's not up to snuff and up to par with what you expect out of a team that's trying to actively get better. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's, and it's, it was, it's the same kind of thing as the whole, uh, the, uh, the whole Derek Grant situation. It's just down to his usage. Like he's just, he's being used in just way too high leverage situations being given way too much responsibility, give, being given way too way too many minutes than he really should. Being, yeah, he's a fourth being liner. To play on, being forced to play way higher in the lineup. Yeah. Than really like if he's just a fourth guy playing fourth line minutes, strictly fourth line minutes, you know, a healthy scratch every now and then, like, mm-hmm. cool, I, like, fine. I guess that's fine. I don't have any issues with that. But I just, with Eakins coming back and we mm-hmm. all know him and, you know, all the complaints we have about his lineup optimization, you know, I, I, it was definitely the right call to not bring him back. And I'm glad we didn't, but I mean, in a traditional lineup, if he's just, just playing fourth line minutes and he's not being put on the penny and he's not being put on the penalty kill mm-hmm. and he's not being asked to play a crazy amount of minutes and he's healthy scratched every now and then that's fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad he was not, uh, was not brought back we weren't the ones who gave him four years yeah fuck. <laughs> my god and no trade clause you fucking out of your mind hey but like jack to back to grant too like like you were saying he's a fourth line dude and i like him there <laughs> play the dude for who he is and not stop trying to make him something that he's clearly not fit for you know what i mean yeah it's like I don't want to. I don't want to see him with Zegers. That makes me so mad. It shouldn't make me as mad as it does, but it does. Like it just, I can't stand it. I see that. I see them skate out there, and I'm just like, I don't even want to watch right now. <laughs> it's like putting spoilers and spinning rims on a like '92 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Walmart spinners. <laughs> well, our last question. Uh, comes from Marcina, I think is how I pronounce it. Uh, feel free to correct us. I know, um, being from down in South America, you probably pronounce it a little differently. So feel free to correct us. We're sorry. Um, but <laughs> is she there, asked, is there is there an H in her name after the N? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Thinking back to my uh, um, my glory days of being a. Uh, FIFA ultimate team uh, superstar uh, legend manager. I think it's Marcinha. Okay. Marcinha. Well, again, feel free to correct us if we yeah. did pronounce it. I could be totally wrong. So sorry. You could be, wrong. but hey, a white man <laughs> played FIFA. <laughs> well, anyways, she asks if we were to invite a Ducks player over for dinner, who would it be and what would we cook them? I choose the easiest option and it would be Zegras and Drysdale as a team because it'd be the easiest meal and they'd be so happy. I'd cook them dino chicken nuggets. Dino nuggets. That was literally <laughs> was it really what you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, dino nuggets, some mac and cheese, and put on like a kid's movie and they're 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 living, you know? 
okay, boys, come sit down. We're going to watch Ice Age. <laughs> I'll get the popcorn ready soon. <laughs> I kind of, we must all be connected here unless Lou has something different. Because I was going to no, say, I'm the same. You go to the store, you get like one of those big, like Stouffer's mac and cheeses, mm-hmm. and then just some kid cuisines. And you just pop them in the microwave and just veg out. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, you know, we have these conversations, we make fun of how young they are, but like mm-hmm. they're eating at like five star restaurants. Yeah. And, you know, they have the older guys taking them out to like these legit places and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Zegris has probably been drinking bud lights since he was 17 but like <laughs> i don't know it just kind of feels like between the two of them i mean granted anything's possible and jack hughes didn't know how to make broccoli so <laughs> it wouldn't i wouldn't put it past anybody in this day and age mm-hmm. you know coming into the league that they don't know how to cook but i don't know i just feel like just for the culture and for the memes you gotta you gotta take the kids and just you know, Stouffer's, wanna... Stouffer's and Kid Cuisine. I'll let I Connor think... keep the dino nuggets. I'll change my answer to California Pizza Kitchen. The frozen ones you can get at Target. <laughs> Not I a have, sponsor. I have one of the barbecue chicken ones in my freezer, actually. I love those. Not a sponsor. Yeah. My answer would actually be I'd want I'd want Timu to take me to a Salani Steak Tavern and pay for my meal. So <laughs> I'd want to order, and I'd want to order the most expensive steak. So will you please take me to your steakhouse and also pay i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not cooking shit he can he can buy that for me (laughs) yes anyway it's his restaurant like what the hell can take him to the burger place his own (laughs) burger place Timu, would you like to go to lazy dog (laughs) i mean speaking of lazy dog i visited a holy site for us and yeah went to the bathroom the other day when we were there saw the supply closet i'll have to go pay my respects i'm going to the i'm i unfortunately i am going to the angel game tomorrow night oh and, poor uh, soul and uh my uncle and my cousin want to meet at lazy dog for a beer beforehand so i kind of i kind of want to print out go, lose. I'll, I'll have to go make my pilgrimage to, <laughs> my pilgrimage to lose personal mecca i kind of want to print out lose profile picture <laughs> just tape it by the door <laughs> every like, time we there. go in just tape it up so they're like yeah. who's doing this just a brand new one brand new one every time face. What, Heaven what does this mean okay everyone empty out your pockets we need to see if you have a picture of this man in your pockets <laughs> sir why do you have tape <laughs> don't worry about it i'm just putting up a poster in the bathroom i lost my cat <laughs> it's like sir we know you're posting a picture of that man please don't go in there and do that to put it in the supply closet like on the other side of the door <laughs> they open it they're like what the fuck <sighs> funny <laughs> uh, good times one of these days i feel like whoever like if we all go as a group again we just have to tell the waitress be like hey we had like an experience here <laughs> like i hope you know this we love this place just because one of our friends walked into your supply closet can you can you close the bathroom tonight and we can move our table in front of it <laughs> sorry guys go outside there's plenty of bushes so it's a holy site well they should just label the door supply closet and i wanted to open the door <laughs> 
Oh, I, I feel like that's a good place to end. We've had we've had some laughs at Lou's expense tonight. Yep. But it was nice having the four of us back and being able to do this as the crew again. Yeah. It's always nice having Connor back. Just look at him. <laughs> Just, look, Just at look at him. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not watching and you're listening, sorry, you can't see him, but just look at him. He smiled Jeez. and gave us a thumbs up. So she's in. <laughs> Teasing. <laughs> well, Ooh, how'd the how'd the game go? What? How'd what? the game go? Dodgers game? Giants. Dodger Giants. Oh, Giants got their ass kicked because they. Suck. Oh, really? Oh, I'm Angels sorry. won. You can never, never say. Don't see that often nowadays. Light up that halo. <laughs> it was good. It was good to come on and talk about the Ducks for a little bit and distract myself from the complete dumpster fire that is my hey, football is coming team, back in two days. Football's coming back. Go Rams, my Rams, defending champions, baby. Raiders. I'm excited for Friday and this title weekend. Defense. Title of, defense starts shortly. This weekend, Premier League comes back, and I'm very excited. Fuck the 49ers. <laughs> That's a good way to end right there. Fuck salt. <laughs> <sighs> Anytime I think of those that video now, all I can hear is the intro to fucking last podcast on the left. It's because it has the has the clip of the Tourette's guy at the end going, ah shit. <laughs> <sighs> well, we've been here long enough, so we'll leave you guys for this week. Uh you can follow us at our socials. Pretty much everything is late arrivals pod. Um, you can join our Discord. Rating. Yeah, join our Discord. Leave us a rating on uh, Spotify. Leave us a rating and review on Apple. Say some nice things or or not. Go follow mm-hmm. Hockey365. Yep. And uh, vote in our poll. Right now, I'm not too happy because uh, Larry and Sammy are tied. And Sonny is Sonny's a bit behind. So... <laughs> We'll have to get some of those late night voters to yeah s- steal the election for us. Are you, are you late? Are you late night scoundrels? <laughs> Go vote in our seal poll, please. They've we- rigged the election. It's rigged. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye for this week. We'll be See back next, next week. week with uh, probably some more. Hopefully, some more news. Yeah, Probably maybe. some more bullshit, but you know, maybe a new Trevor's Egress number did. I mean, we'll have the promo the schedule to talk and, about. Google and ogle and drew over, drool yes, over, please. and to cause pain to our wallets. Yes, please. I'm ordering okay. one right away. I'm, I'm looking forward to the uh, Derek Grant Snow Globe announcement <laughs> in the uh, promotional giveaways. So, Derek Grant Snow Globe. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, that's all from us this week. All right, guys. Have a good one. We'll see ya. Peace out.